that is probably your dog communicating to you. It's probably not your bright idea. But we're not used to looking at it that way. We think anything that comes to our mind is our own original idea. And I want to propose that maybe it's not. Maybe everything in our mind is not our own bright idea. I know it's, I know information comes from God and the universe, and I know it comes from our animals. Hello, and welcome to the Connectedness Podcast. Just as you might have guessed, I talk about connection and connectedness on this podcast, our connection with everything in the world around us. Whether you see it or not, we're all connected, and it doesn't matter if it's our dog, our cat, our God, our body, and I'll also talk about some more abstract connections like our career or our land, our community, our emotions, your body. Life is all about connection, so the sooner we recognize that, the sooner we can have an easier, more meaningful life. I will talk about these connections through different lenses, things like synchronicities and coincidences or just everyday little bits of magic and miracles that we, we usually dismiss. It's really important that we pay attention to all of this so we can live an easier, more meaningful life. So welcome to the show. I'm your host, Karen Cleveland. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. I am going to start a series today about animal connection and communication. So as I talk about the connectedness of everything, and I've had so many different aspects of connection, connectedness on the show, I want to spend a few episodes talking about animals. Many of you know that I have been an animal communicator, and I teach people to how to talk to animals, how to listen to animals, more importantly. And I just thought I would do an animal communication 101 on the show today. So the very basics of how it works. And then future episodes will build on how it works, how you can do it, how we connect with wild animals, how we connect with domestic animals, our pets, what, who, whoever it is we want to. Once we learn the basics and how it works, then the world is our oyster. It all, it all expands from there. So how does it work? Let me just start by saying everything is energy in the world. They can hook people up to functional MRIs and see that when people have thoughts, there's energy, the brain lights up. So everything, including our thoughts, is energy. And we have our own little energy fields. HeartMath Institute has proven that the energy of the heart actually extends beyond the body itself. And a lot of us already know that. So science is kind of catching up with us in some of this. So they've proven, they've done the scientific studies. They, the, uh, what do they call it? Well, the scientific method to make sure that it's accepted into the scientific world. Anyhow. So, so we have energy around us. We are energy and we have energetic fields around us. Things that are in our energetic field are things like um, our emotions, our feelings, our physical feelings, images that we're, what, that we're thinking about. There's all kinds of things that go through our energy system. And what happens when we're connecting with animals 
And a lot of animal communicators explain this different ways. And I can't say I disagree with any of it. It's just how I explain it versus how they explain it or how I do it versus how they do it. But we connect with each other's energetic field. So we're energy. The whole world is energy. We, we are not alone. It's like one big energy web. Let me propose a couple ideas to you. When you are in your car listening to the radio, do you have to be able to see the radio antenna, the transmitter, every time that you hear it? No, you don't. It's able to go through the air and find you where you are. Same with the TV pictures that are coming. You don't have to, I mean, cable these days is different, but you don't have to be able to see the TV station transmit the picture through the air. I mean, how do they transmit a picture through the air? Same with cable. How do they transmit a picture through there? I don't know. It's beyond me. But I do know it's possible, and I do know we pick up on it. We can pick up on it. And this is how animals have been communicating ever since day one. And we're animals. We are animals. We have the same energy receptor system that we can also pick up on that stuff. The thing that we have that the anim the uh, most of the non-human animals don't have is the ability to question the information we're getting and to doubt that it's coming from a source outside of ourselves. So many times when I'm in a client session, people, I will tell them something from the animal and they will say, oh yeah, that I thought so, or yeah, I knew that. They already have all the information. They've already received all the information, but they didn't trust themselves that it was the right or correct information. So a lot of learning to communicate and connect with animals is about trusting information is coming from outside of us. Maybe, let me give you an example. So maybe you are, you have a dog and you're sitting in your living room in a chair on a couch. You're just comfortable and it's just kind of a lazy day. You don't have a lot going on in your mind and you're kind of laying there. Maybe you're flipping through a magazine and you get this bright idea. It's like, oh, I think it's a good time to take the dog for a walk. Now, the animals are always picking up on what is going on with us. They're, they know before we do sometimes, before we trust ourselves, what's going on with us. But So we know, most of us, we can make that decision, oh, it's time to go for a walk. And if we look at the dog, the dog is probably going to look at us and say, oh, what? Did you say it's time for a walk? Even though you said or did nothing. Absolutely, once you start getting up, get your shoes on, get the leash, that kind of stuff, of course they know. But I'm talking about before you actually make a move. But let's go back a minute before that even. When you have that thought, maybe it's a good time to go for a walk. That is probably your dog communicating to you. It's probably not your bright idea. But we're not used to looking at it that way. We think anything that comes to our mind is our own original idea. And I want to propose that maybe it's not. Maybe everything in our mind is not our own bright idea. I know it's, I know information comes from God and the universe, and I know it comes from our animals. 
there's a lot of sources of information downloaded into us or um, given to us that we we process how we process. We might at some point start believing it is our dog or a cat or a horse or a rabbit or a bird, whoever it is that we have. But if we're not paying attention, we're not going to realize it's not our thought. And then the other thing is sometimes we're just not quiet enough to receive the information. So these thoughts might be coming at you all the time. The dog has been saying, let's go for a walk, let's go for a walk, let's go for a walk. And you're just finally receptive enough. Your brain has finally cleared out enough. You know, it stopped going through all the daily routine things that have to happen. It's finally settled enough that it lets some information in. And this is true for you if you're talking with your animals. And it's true if you're trying to pray, talk with God or the universe or the divine Holy Spirit. If you are asking for information from an outside source, you have to allow the space for it to come in. That's definitely one of the biggest challenges I see people have. All right, so we're all energy. And there's thoughts going on, pictures, images, feelings. So the, the way that we typically communicate both with God and with dog is through images and feelings, both physical and emotional feelings. I already talked about the TV sending a picture over. So we know that that's a to totally possible that a picture can go through the air magically. I'm not talking about necessarily our our animal is trying to give us a picture of something, but when we talk, we typically create pictures. So for most people, if I start talking about driving past a mountain range and looking at the snow-covered peaks and the sun shining on it and seeing the sun glisten off of those, the beautiful peaks above the tree line, you're going to probably have some kind of image of a mountain or a mountain range in your head. And it might not look like mine, but at this point, it doesn't matter. I didn't show you a picture. All I did was start talking about it. Just by talking about something, pictures are created both by the talker, the speaker, and by the receiver, the listener. So when we are creating these pictures and our animals are picking up on them, Yes, they are. God is picking up on them. Yes, it is. Universe. Divine wisdom. Divine self. Everything is picking up on the pictures we create when we talk. So we always want to propose things how we want them and not how we don't want them. Let's use a cat as an example. We don't want the cat uh, scratching on the couch, okay? So we're not going to tell the cat, don't scratch on the couch, because the image created with scratching, don't scratch on the couch, is a cat scratching on the couch. So instead, we have to tell the cat what we want. So we might say, scratch on your scratching post, go outside and scratch on the tree, wherever it's okay. That's what you say. And then you also can say, leave the couch alone you know, ignore the couch, just walk right past the couch, whatever it is. So you always need to know what you want when you're talking or explaining something to your animals. 
when you're setting the rules or trying to change a behavior, you always have to let them know what you want and not what you don't want, because you really need to be aware of the picture that you're creating in your head. And then I also receive pictures from the animals. So they might propose to me something that's red and round. And there's a little bit of translation that goes in on my part. And it's not something I intentionally do. Um, it becomes just part of how I communicate with them after practicing. But just because of, you know, how it fits in with the conversation or what we're talking about, it might be a red apple, it might be a red ball, could be anything else that's round and red. But um, so there's a little bit of interpretation sometimes into what what we're receiving, what I'm picking up on from an animal and what any other animal is picking up from any other animal. So those are images. And I mentioned feelings, both physical and emotional. So definitely, if you have a cat or a dog, you are probably well aware that they pick up on your emotional state. So if you're sad and crying, if your animal is a nurturer, they're going to come over and try to tend to you. Um, but not, in, not all animals are nurturers. Some people see you crying and upset and they run. So or not some people, some animals. But they pick up on it. They understand that this is a different emotional state. The fixers will try to take that emotional state from you and try to fix it for you, try to fix you. Um, some of the nurturers will just let you have it, but try to comfort you at the same time. So we are constantly transferring emotional states back and forth. And you, as a human, can walk through someone else's emotional energy just randomly. You might walk past someone that's really angry and all of a sudden you start, your mood sinks and you start feeling worse or you might even start feeling angry. You might just not feel as good and you don't know why. In fact, we have a, we have a phrase, the tension was so thick you could cut it with a knife. I mean, that just tells you the tension. You walk into a room, you don't have to see the people that were there. Maybe they've left, but. You don't have to see them. You don't have to see the argument they had. You could just walk into that room and you can feel that energy. And the same with love and joy. You can walk into a room or you can walk past people that have been laughing or hugging and kissing and they're super happy and your mood is lifted. And maybe you don't know why, but all of a sudden your mood is lifted. So if you notice sometime after you pass a person or you go into a room and your mood shifts, think maybe it's from an outside, you know, emotional state, someone's emotions that um, are not yours, but because we're human beings and we have, we pick up on this, it's built into us to be in tune with other people's status. Physically as well. There's even a scientific term for when men pick up on their pregnant woman's preg uh, physical symptoms. So, so their partner might be pregnant and men start having physical pains or cravings. Again, that's, you know, that's a real thing. And that's not the only thing. And your animals. So often the fixers will try to take on our pain to fix us. That's not unusual at all. You've probably heard at least one story where the animal, the cat or dog, 
got the same disease that the person had. Not unusual at all. And it can work in reverse as well. So I, as an animal communicator that's intentionally trying to figure this out, I can pick up on the pain and discomfort of an animal when I connect with them. So that is basically how animal communication works. That's the, the how of it. We transfer information back and forth to each other through this energetic field. And it's images, it's feelings, sometimes it's words, sometimes there are specific words. Not as often as the other things. Because the animals, even the ones that live in our house with us, they don't know language that well. Certainly some of them learn words, especially when it's, you know, toy and dinner and ride and walk and all that kind of stuff and sit and stand or lay or whatever. But um, as far as having a conversation in uh, the English language or any language, they're not so good. I do get words sometimes from animals that are phrases they hear all the time, like I'm a good girl <laughs> or... Um, you know, love me some Paco, which was something very specific a dog told me one time. And there's been several things, several actual phrases, but generally it's images and it's feelings. And I want to let you know about a, a book, and there's also some videos online by Rupert Sheldrake who does a lot of experiments with all this kind of stuff. He has a book called Dogs Who Know When Their Owners Are Coming Home. And there's videos. And they put time stamps and cameras on the dog and on the person. And when the person makes a decision to come home from work, from vacation, from shopping, from lunch, anywhere, the dog knows and begins the coming home behavior. So whatever they do, they start the behavior for the person to come home. And it doesn't matter when or where the person decides this or what way they're going to travel home. So often the dog knows because they are connected to us. There's, there's no amount of distance that is too far. Energy has no boundaries. And when we are connected energetically by focusing on these other people or animals, then there's, there's, no, there's no boundary. There's no distance limitation. So that's an interesting video and book if you want to check that out. Now, in future episodes, I want to talk a little bit more about how we connect with an animal, both wildlife, because it's a fantastic and very different experience to connect with a wild elephant than it is with your dog. Both are fantastic and awesome, and they both have wisdom in it, lessons to be learned, but they feel different. There's a lot that's different. So come back for future episodes, and I look forward to talking about animal connection and communication later. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to head over to RevKarenPodcast.com. That's R-E-V- K-A-R-E-N podcast.com. There you're going to find the tools for finding more meaning and happiness in your own life. Plus, if you have a story that you want to share with me, either on or off the air, be sure to look for that form. Make sure you follow me so you get notified when new episodes drop. 
And also, I'd love to connect with you in my Facebook group, Connectedness with Rev Karen. So head over to RevKarenPodcast.com. I hope to see you there.